0: Welcome, everyone, to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan, Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com. Giants reporter, and we're here on a Monday following a just an embarrassing loss. This is really no other way to say it. To the Rams, who just spanked them around the field on Sunday. Uh, really, no contest from the second quarter on, it looked like. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. I'm going to tell you what we learned real quick. And then this episode is really another venting episode and we're getting too many of these so we, uh, it's week six this is our second venting episode in six weeks i mean come on we we'll do a, a big massive giants after dark so i'll get to your questions in a minute or two but first let's do a real quick what we learned from sunday right and let's start here the giants were a jv team out there against the rams jv no chance right their roster compared to the rams uh, especially health-wise, what they were putting out there on the field, no Kenny Galladay, no Saquon Barkley, um, no Darius Slayton, Andrew Thomas leaves early, uh, Kadarius Toney rolls his ankle, he leaves early, so they're both gone by the end of the first quarter, we know Blake Martinez is out for the year, Giants had no chance, literally none, and really that could, that holds true truth for the last two weeks, Dallas, too good for them, especially with who they had on the field. Rams, too good for them. Giants, JV. And then that takes us to what else we learned. Dave Gettleman, it's time. It's time. Got to go. Come on. I mean, what are we wasting our time here for? 22 games under five hundred as a general manager. This is year four. The offensive line, where are we at with that rebuild? Seriously. What offensive lineman, Matt Pert hasn't been great this year, right? He got an opportunity on the other day, so the jury's still out on him at best. So what offensive lineman does Dave Gettleman have for beyond this year, right? Nate Soldier's done, okay? Will Hernandez is a free agent. He's an okay starter. He's an average player. I wouldn't mind if they brought him back, but he's not under contract right now. Uh, what, at center they have Billy Price? I guess Nick Gates maybe, but he's coming back now from a really serious leg injury. So it's like you have Andrew Thomas and Nick Gates coming off, uh, you know, his legs shattering. Like that's where, where are they with this offense? They, they're they still at the point where they really need to rebuild the whole line. And Andrew Thomas, by the way, didn't look so good out there. Uh, he looked, when he was out there, he looked limited and did look like he was limping a bit. But when he was out there, he wasn't exactly letting it up either. He had some rough reps. In the what two drives that he was on the field for uh, till he had to leave the game, but uh, look, he's still looks like he's going to be at least a quality offensive lineman, and he's the only one on the offensive line right now that I know moving forward that you say, okay, the Giants have a, a bona fide starter because we don't know about Nick Gates and his comeback and when 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 he'll be back and at what level. So man. That offensive line still terrible. The defense, by the way, what we learned, I mean, we've, we've known this, but now we're really learning. This defense stinks. Not even they're playing below, below expectation. No, they stink. They're not good. They can't rush the passer. They cannot rush the passer. I mean, single-digit pressures every week. Every week. Single-digit pressures. I think they had, what, four yesterday? Four? Four. Four! Four! You know how pathetic that is? Four? Uh, I know they got two sacks out of it. One of them was Leonard Williams' seven-second sack and the one he got in, like, four-point-something seconds. So, I mean, yeah. look, their pass rush, non-existent. We also, I mean, while, while we're on that, the, the defense stinks. Leonard Williams doesn't stink, but his contract stinks, okay? We knew this was a possibility when they signed him. The Giants did the whole thing, you know, ass backwards with, with him, with trading for him, then... Franchising him off half a sack, and then having to th- have to sign him off his career year. I mean, so they basically instead of if they didn't trade for him, and just overpaid for him as a free agent off what he was when, the, when he was in the middle of a down year with the Jets, they just overpay for him that offseason. They're paying, let's say they paid him fourteen million. We would have thought he was cra- They were crazy to pay him fourteen million. They had to pay him twenty one million a year. So the contract is just bad. He's a good player, good player, but not a great player. They're paying him great player money to be a good player. That's not good. And, and, you know, James Bradbury's having a down year. He hasn't been good. Or Dory Jackson doesn't want to tackle. We've learned that. Daniel Jones, what we learned from yesterday from Daniel Jones, he is not going to carry a terrible team around him. He's going to, if, if he gets pressured like that, that's when you're going to see him fall back into the turnover Daniel. The Daniel Jones who, who was throwing interceptions and and fumbling the football. Although, I honestly can't blame him for those fumbles. <laughs> he was hit. and like First of all, both his tackles allowed a pressure on that first fumble. They recovered it. But both his tackles allowed pressures and hits on the first play of the game. One play into the game, Daniel Jones. Getting smacked from both ends. So, you know... I think this is brings us back to what we kind of already knew, but what we again learned is that Daniel Jones is not the guy who's going to take a below average slash bad group, put him on his shoulders, and say, "I got you." You know, we're still good. We're going to be good no matter who they put around me. Like you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Let's say, though, Aaron Rodgers does have Devontae Adams, but you get my point. As far as Evan Ingram, I mean, it's over. Come on. They have nobody on the field, and Evan Ingram's going for three for 24. We Yesterday was the final straw. We know. It's over for Evan Ingram. They might as well just trade him, get any draft pick they could get for him right now for the end of the season. It's best for the Giants. It's best for Evan Ingram. And Kyle Rudolph, we're, I mean, this game just reinforced what we've thought since the first day we saw Kyle Rudolph on the field uh, coming off foot surgery, is that that, this was not a good signing. Another one. Add it to the resume, Dave. Add it to the resume, Davey. I mean, Kyle Rudolph's not going to turn out to be a good signing. On the wrong side of 30, foot surgery, missed most of the camp, just not. For the money they gave him, not a good move. Not a move. So that's what we learned from the 38th, to eleven, dropping. By the way, it wasn't even as close as thirty-eight to eleven; it was thirty-eight-three until they scored a touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Thirty-eight-three. They're not even in the same stratosphere as the Rams. By the way, I love the Rams. I think uh, I think they're a potential Super Bowl winner. I think that's how good the Rams are with that coach Sean McVay designing those plays, and now he has Matthew Stafford able to make those plays instead of Jared Goff, who they're working around. They're working around in the past with Aaron Donald, and a good pass rush, and Jalen Ramsey, that team has a chance to win the Super Bowl. The Giants, no. No, 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 no. They don't even have a chance to make the playoffs. And we're not even into November yet. And I can say that definitively. On to the next one.
1: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is what we're all here for. Your favorite segment on this podcast, or at least my favorite segment. It's the time where I answer all your deepest, darkest Giants questions with Giants After Dark. We're going to start on Instagram today. We got John Marachanian. He said, I'm an idiot for thinking the Giants could be a fringe playoff team this year. Also, how can I invite Leo, Leonard Williams he's talking about, to my house to boo? I am in sales, so if he wants to boo a salesman, he can come to my house. When does Dave G get fired? Can Judge survive this? You're the man. Thanks. Well, yeah, let's start with the uh, Leonard Williams topic. Uh, I mean, don't get all sensitive about the booze when you're getting your teeth kicked in. Right. I mean, fine. You don't like when they boo you, but you're getting paid twenty one million dollars. Okay, these fans, by the way, who are sitting there watching this dreck are don't get paid twenty one million dollars. Right. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of us don't make twenty million dollars. Okay, so we're people like are coming and spending their hard earned money, thousands and thousands of dollars to sit in a stadium wanting to be entertained and to see a good product and you're consistently putting out a junk product and if they want to boo they can boo and don't take it personally because for 20 million dollars that's part of the package they can boo you they can yell there should be limits to what they can yell for sure shouldn't get personal but yeah i mean come on so i understand everyone's entitled to his opinion and he is But you have to understand, this is part of the deal, Leonard. I'll get to the Gettleman stuff later and judge. Jesse Mancini. Jesse from Hawaii here again. I hate to say I had a bad feeling, but I had a bad feeling. Do you think this is the straw that broke the camel's back in the sense that maybe Mara will abandon the Giants' way because it's a miserable disaster and bring a more modern approach to the Giants' front office now? Well, Jesse... I think we are headed there. Uh, They have no choice, okay? The general manager has now guided a team that is 22 games, a high watermark, by the way, under 500. Did you know how hard that is? He had four years and has not made the team significantly better. They haven't even come close to winning. So, yes, I do think we're getting to the point where they, they, they've been realizing it throughout the past few years, but even then, it's, some of their attempts are laughable at making themselves uh, modern. But Dave Gettleman is going to be fired, retired, step down, however it goes. It seems to be inevitable. I don't understand. I don't see how you could look at it and see another losing season and another season where they're not competing for the playoffs and roll it back for a fifth year with the general manager. Even John Mara is not going to do that. Next, we go to Kieran from Instagram. This team has been garbage since 2011. Do you know what has been a constant since then? Chris Mara. He's been the VP of player personnel since then and hasn't put together a good roster in 10 years. This guy needs to be gone. I don't care what his last name is. And since he never makes himself available to the media since he's a coward like his brother... You can leave that coward part out for Giants After Dark purposes. Well, you said it, and it is what it is. We need you and the rest of the media to go after this guy more. We need your help more than ever, Jordan. I'm sick of dreading Sunday afternoons. And look, the Chris Maurer point is a fair one, because he wanted to be general manager once upon a time. And what John Maurer said is, you can't really make him general manager because you can't fire your own brother. And you can't fire family. And the reality is, he's an owner just as much as John Maurer is. So... He's not going to fire himself. And the Giants are not going to fire him either. So I think everyone just needs to get over that. Do they need him to have a lesser role in personnel? Sure. I think that's fair. You know that I hate to tell everybody. And Chris Mayer is not the only one who's involved in personnel. There's Tim McDonald, who, by the way, I hear only good things about Tim McDonald. Uh, of what he is. And he's been rising up the organization in recent years. I hear only good things about Tim McDonald is in regards to personnel had worked at Notre Dame uh, previously, I believe, or at least it was one of his stops. Anyway, Tim McDonald also happens to be John Mara, and Chris Mara's nephew. Okay. So he's another family member. There's Tishas in there. There's a lot of family members in the giants front office and personnel. So, I don't see them firing, (laughs) you know, these people are all owners to some degree, basically. I don't see them getting fired. You just need someone in there who's going to be assertive and make the real decisions and basically minimize their input. Some of them. I mean, but I just, I don't see it happening to the degree everybody seems to want. Nick Rose says, hey, Jordan, do you think the Giants will be busy sellers before the trade deadline? That's an interesting one. I do think the Giants will be sellers. They have been active uh, over the past few years as well, just in making trades and free agency and everything. So I kind of expect that to be the case again here. So, yeah, I, I do expect the Giants to be active. I mentioned before Evan Ingram. I'd be surprised at this point if Evan Ingram wasn't moved. It's best for everybody including him, we all know it. He knows it. The Giants know it. So I think we're getting to that point where it's going to happen. And, you know, even like if someone's interested in Drew Bill Peppers, I mean, dude's a part-time player right now. Really, everybody should be available. Who on who, the Giants wouldn't you have available, right? I mean, Kadarius Tony because he's on a rookie contract? I mean, there's not many guys that should be untouchable on this roster. Michael Koenig says, Jordan, thanks as always for the podcast and the coverage. I'm emailing you today with a question that is simple to ask but complex to answer. Will the Giants owners realize they've been historically inept the last five years and overhaul the entire franchise like George Young? I'm an 80s kid. I've been blessed with good Giants football for most of my 41 years, but I'm not even angry anymore. I'm just losing all feeling for the team, which I feel like is worse. And you're right. That is worse. Indifference is the worst thing that can happen to the Giants. And I think people have reached that point at times. Like, they're just indifferent about this team. They know they're going to lose going into Sundays, especially when they play good teams. So, uh, yeah, I I mean, I I think we are headed to a massive overhaul where they're going to bring someone in to be the new general manager and give him carte blanche to sort of rip apart the organization because you can't keep rolling it back. I mean, if they roll it back and, and keep the front office and all these guys that have been here for a long time, I mean, it's just laughable. Just, I mean, just total, nobody's going to take that job. By the way, anyone established is going to take that job and be willing to say, "Okay, we're good with this uh, incestual front office that exists right now, as currently as as it currently stands." I, I just, I just don't see that being the case. All right, go to Twitter. We're just going to go through some random ones here because there's a lot of you replied. I appreciate all your responses, uh, whoever I just happened to bump into. Who would you prefer to protect yourself? Nate Solder or a mall cop? This is Mr. Giant Man. I, uh, you know, uh, censored that just a bit. Uh, It's a fair question. Nate Solder's a big man, giant man. But does the mall cop have a taser? We know he doesn't carry a gun. Does he carry a stick? Because a mall cop with a stick might be better than Nate Solder. A mall cop with nothing, just handcuffs, doesn't scare me at all. A mall cop with a taser, I think I would go with the mall cop. Uh, Next question will go to Michael Nixon, G-Man Mike. Jordan, have lived through the deep, dark 70s where the turnaround only came after Wellington was removed from football-related decisions. In my opinion, the same has to happen here. John Mara has to be taken out of the picture and a president of football ops with full authority. Ugh. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Michael. I just don't see that happening. The Giants did win two Super Bowls with John Mara in that role. So I'm just not seeing that being the solution that they're going to go with here. Uh, Now, will they give, bring in a GM who has a lot more power and carte blanche in the organization. I think that's that is fair and reasonable to expect, but to expect John Mara to just disappear at this point. Maybe in like 5, 10 years as it gets older. But right now, sorry, man. Uh, Hitesh, good Giants fan, says, Would you hire Eli Manning as a coach? No, Eli Manning has never coached. He does not want to coach. He will not be the coach. At Kobe Cohen 5 asks, Is Joe Judge the answer? And this is an interesting question. I will say I'm still on the optimum. I-, I know there's reasons... To be concerned. And I'm concerned of some of the things too. I hate the super uber conservative stuff from Joe Judge. But I think he's very smart. I think he's a smart football coach. I think he's a good teacher. I think he could. I still think he has potential. I'm not ready to pull the plug on Joe Judge. I I think he can be the answer. Now, he has to start winning games. This is a production business. I know he said results are the, the, you know, the. Would basically the dumbest thing of mankind or the most deceiving thing of mankind. But at some point, your process has to produce some results. Otherwise, you probably have the wrong process. But I do. I, I look at him and look at what he does. And I think he's smart and he does approach most things the right way. I, I, so I'm still on the – they don't need to turn another coach over in two years. Now, I hate the fact that the GM and the coach won't be aligned, which is another problem. But I say yes. I think Joe Judge can still be the answer. I know I'm probably in the minority right now. Everyone's all, you know, P.O. would about him. At uh, Marlowe 1126 says, why should any season ticket holder attend the next game or any more home games for that matter? I mean, I think you're right. If I'm you, I wouldn't want to re- attend the game at this point. It's not really fun. You could sell your tickets and recoup some of your money. To me, that seems like the better investment right now. So I absolutely, if I'm you, I do that. I think, it, you know, Ticket investment in the in the first place—I've talked about this before—is a just a terrible investment, terrible use of your money. But uh, at this point, uh, you could just go to two, three, four games you want to go to each year, buy bet- better seats, you know, on StubHub or whatever, you know, Ticketmaster, wherever you can find them, get even better seats, and and go to the games that you want to go to, and then the days you want to stay home, the weather's miserable, or you have a a wedding, or or whatever, you just stay home. Uh, bribe bet says is there a way to finish the season early hmm didn't really think heavily about this uh, but there probably are some ways I mean if your organization just goes so far over the edge with something but I don't think we really want to go there um, doesn't matter how many players you lose to COVID they'll just keep throwing more at you you know you, you, they'll make you go out there and uh, If something happens to your stadium, it doesn't matter. You still have to finish the season. Kind of coming up empty on this one. Outside the box ideas. I'm usually a good outside the box thinker, but yeah. Easy does it five says, does the Dave have 51% J while, J- while say J- while judge has 49% on roster decision, or does the giant, do the giants have a commitment that a committee that makes it together? I would say that it's a, committee decision and joe Judge is, is definitely involved i wouldn't say he's 49 uh dave gettleman does have final say on the roster uh joe Judge has final say probably on the game day roster i believe uh but yeah no uh there's a committee they're all involved uh chris Mara, as people have noted is involved there kevin abrams is involved uh chris pettit is involved mark cons who's a you know. Pro player uh, personnel who's uh, connected to Gettleman. He's involved. Anyway, I'll say this. The combination's not working, okay? And they need to reassess. Uh, We'll do... All right. NYG and HOG. I don't think I can even listen anymore. I live in Kansas City and was excited to go to this Monday night football game before the season. Dreading it now. I was sure we were going to make a big move this year. Just didn't think it would be a move backwards yeah well I would say if you live in Kansas City it's a Monday night game I would go I mean it'll be a fun environment and even though before I said home games it's a different story but if you're in Kansas City they haven't been in Kansas City you know I've been to every stadium pretty much except the new ones except for Kansas City because the Giants haven't been there since 2013 as you probably know so you get an opportunity to go it's a Monday night game it's a one-off do it you know I do need a recommendation, we stay at all Marriott's. Like, what, give me a Marriott that's good to stay at either downtown or near the stadium that you would recommend, okay? Help me out there, Don Decker. Okay, we got lots more to go through here. Feeling like you need a marketing
1: degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. So, get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at constantcontact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: John in Miami, JZim3457 says, Criteria for next GM and coaches can have ties to Maras Patriots, Boston College, or Notre Dame. Get with the times or get left behind. Hind. fair criteria. I think the Giants need to a hundred percent look outside the box, outside their comfort zone, and the same. Definitely not going down the same circle, like you know, hiring a retread who already was in the organization, who's a dinosaur like Dave Gattelman. That was obviously just never. I don't know anyone who who's like, oh, that's a great move. Oh, well, I do know some people, but they were people that are, you know, inside the Giants. You know, people who were connected to the Giants and the Sean O'Jarris and the guys who knew Gettleman and have previous relationships with Gettleman, the the, the John Mara and the Mara family and probably even the Tish family. So, yeah, Uh, Kellen Moore, please save the Giants. First time, long time. Please tell me someone is getting fired. Don't even care who. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't think that's going to happen at this point. Uh, They're going to wait. To see how this plays out with Dave Gettleman, right? They're not going to throw in the towel on his roster uh, after, what are we at? One and five. So six games. We're not there yet. Now that might happen later. You can't fire Jason Garrett right now. Although, I don't know how you could be pleased with his offense. But you're not going to fire him off a game where he was working with nobody. Uh, And do you really want to do that to Daniel Jones now in regards to the Garrett thing? That probably would be counterproductive. So I'm not sure we're going to get any firings for a little while here. I wouldn't expect anything until mid-late early season. At the earliest, we know the Giants don't like to do that, if at all. I would probably bet against an in-season firing. I know nobody wants to hear that, but I would... uh, That would be my guess at this point. At Eddie Royce 23 says, we as a fan base are tired of this crap. We haven't had a decent pass rush since 2011. The last time the O-line was any good. And two, can our next head coach have head coaching experience? Well, Pat Shermer had head coaching experience. What did that do for you? Made the same mistakes as before. You just need a smart, good head coach. I think Joe Judge can be that. I know, obviously, Eddie, you're over that. And in regards to the pass rush, how about the Giants start using resources to the pass rush? Okay. Enough of this BS. Where they are not drafting these edge rushers regularly at the you know in the first and second round. They did draft Ojolari, you know, drafted Ellerson Smith later, but Lorenzo Carter in a third. They're not using their, their premium picks on, on, on edge rushers. They're not using their premium free agency signings on edge rushers. How about they do that? How about, huh? How about you use some of your, your top assets on edge rushers? Oof. It's a problem. I think it's probably that offensive line and the, the edge rushers probably even, the pass is probably my number one problem with this team right now. Uh, oh, shoot. I just messed up. Co, uh, at Kobe SC says, please. And he has a picture of Lewis Riddick. Now, Lewis Riddick, we know, interviewed last time. So I would assume, because I know the Giants liked him, he would be in the running again. And I think Lewis Riddick is very smart. He has track record working in personnel in the NFL. He doesn't have track record as a GM, so we don't know if he'd be a good GM. But a lot of traits you see there that you could say, okay, I could see Lewis Riddick being a good NFL uh, GM. And certainly, in regards to the Giants, He's way more progressive than what they've had here. So uh, I do not think it's out of the question if the Giants fire Dave Gettleman, which uh, at this point seems pretty inevitable, that Lewis Riddick is again right in the middle of the mix. At Bobby Skinner, best way to start a large fire? Well, see, Bobby, I went to college, and I went to Maryland. Uh, and I wasn't there when this happened. I guess it was they did this. This was kind of started afterwards. But I heard if you take a large couch and you put it in the middle of a lawn and then you light it with matches and lighters and then you throw like gasoline in there, I heard that's a good way to start a fire, a big bonfire. Not recommended. And you do need to have a spare couch, which is an interesting thing because who has a spare couch? How do they always seem to find spare couches when they want to? riot at college campuses or do they just go to the nearest like house or fraternity house and say all right your couch was selected for this fire but yeah i get it you want to start a big bonfire in front of the giants you know facility start throwing things in maybe you should show up with a couch bobby start with the couch we'll work from there how about that uh at Quato, too says, "How much more misery do the Giants owe Satan for the two Super Bowls?" That's an interesting one because we know that they kind of sold their souls for some of those plays. That Mar- uh, not the Mario Manningham catch that was just a great play by both those guys, uh, but the David Tyree catching the ball against his helmet. I mean, that play, while a great play, it involved a lot of luck. Uh, the fact that the uh, Kyle Williams, I believe that was his name. Uh, Former White Sox GM's son fumbled the punt in the eleven uh, NFC Championship game, and basically handed him that game, which I always say was my, uh, in my opinion, Eli Manning's best game of his career. Uh, so yeah, you know, and every every winning team, by the way, needs to be lucky. Like every team that wins a Super Bowl gets a little luck somewhere. So it's not like the Giants are are unique in that way, but. They had some things break in their favor, for sure. I forget who I was talking about re- talking to recently, and they told me that. It's like, you know, that was one of the things that it was uh, Can- Chris Canty, actually, last week on the podcast. He's like, you know, they, everything just broke right. They got a couple breaks. They got a little lucky and put it together. So I guess, uh, you know, the Giants had four Super Bowls. There's a lot of teams that don't have four Super Bowls, like, like most teams in the NFL. I mean, imagine being a Detroit Lions fan. They've been around forever. They've even won a playoff game. Imagine being a Bengals fan. They were good in the uh, early 80s, but the Bengals? They've been good since... They haven't won a playoff game in who knows how long, right? Marvin Lewis went 0 for playoffs. I remember right. So there's some teams out there that could be way worse. You're a Giant fan. I know it's been bad, and they're terrible right now. But you got four Super Bowls. Jets fans haven't seen one since '69. So if like you're my age, you're a Jet fan. Never. Uh, next question. We will go to H. Uh, Miller, sixteen sixteen. He says, percent percent chance that DG, Jason Garrett, Patrick Graham, and Judge are part of the Giants in 2022. All right, I'll play along here. I'll put the percent chance of Dave Gettleman being the Giants' general manager in 2022 right now at one in five, at about three percent. Jason Garrett, 22 percent. I see it as unlikely, but what if they put it together later in the year in the offense when they get healthy, they start going, and they they have the weak competition late in the year? So I'm leaving it at 22 percent, still low, okay. But leaving it at 22 percent in case they do happen to put it together. Patrick Graham. I'm going to say 82%. Remember, he had a really good year last year as defensive coordinator. Obviously, so far this year, the results have not been the same, and it has been ugly. But to fire a guy with one good year and one bad year under his belt seems silly to me. And Joe Judge, I'm going to put it, 85% that he's back. Now, the only reason it's not higher is because – The Giants' last two coaches have only lasted two years. So to rule out the possibility that they again start over, reset after two years, you can't completely rule that out because that's this organization has been unstable. So you have to factor that into the realm of possibilities. Now, you got to give the guy a chance here, in my opinion. Has it been good so far? No, it's been bad this year. Last year was okay. There were some positive signs. This year has been bad. But I think he should at least get three years to sort of build a program, get the guys that he wants in, and let's see him get this offense that they tried to put together healthy. And then we could sit there and make judgments. Like I said before, there's things that you don't love. I don't love the super passive approach. I'd rather him be more aggressive in game, go for these fourth downs, uh, try and score points, put them on the board. But I also like the way he thinks and works. So I think there's still potential there. But that's me. We'll end with this. Coptic Disco. Does the JV get a jacket? Because that's true. The Giants were the JV team out there on Sunday. And when you're on JV, you don't get a jacket. You don't deserve the jacket. You have to make the real team, the A team, you know, the ones that actually perform. And in this league, you get paid big bucks to be on varsity. And even if you're not on varsity and you're the Giants and you're the JV, you're still getting paid the big bucks. Leonard Williams getting twenty plus, $26 million this year. He's putting $26 million in his pocket this year. James Barry's put it, Bradbury, $14 million in his pocket this year. Adoree Jackson, I think his number is $16 million in his pocket this year. You don't deserve a jacket. If you're not going to play better. They better get their act together. This is a big week, by the way. We'll talk about it more later in the week. But I think this is a really big week for the Giants. Because the last two weeks I thought they were outclassed. I really didn't see a path to victory in either game. Which is laughable in the NFL, but that's where they're at. This week against Carolina, this is a game, especially if they get a couple guys back, which I do expect them to offensively. They can win this game. Like I think they're two and a half point underdogs. At home, against the Carolina Panthers, who aren't a great team. No Christian McCaffrey. Now Carolina's defensive front is pretty good and it'll give them fits. But this is a game the Giants can win. So this is a real test. They need this game in the worst way possible. And if not, then you have to look at it and say they're losing to Kansas City. Probably going to lose to the Raiders if they can't beat the Panthers at home. And the Falcons. Losing to Tampa. And they're going to be sitting there at... uh, So that's what? Four more losses? One in nine through ten games. Ouch. That is when... You need to take your organization, take the scissors and start shredding it to pieces. And then little by little, you put it back together. Try to put it back together with all new pieces from the outside. That's going to be it for this episode of Breaking Big Blue. I appreciate all your questions. I hope I got to most of the main topics there. Uh, I know the, uh, trust me, I saw a bunch of these questions. There's a lot of Chris Marin things out there. There's a lot of front office, Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge. I saw a bunch of them. I feel you. I feel you. Just be optimistic to this degree. Changes are going to come if they continue in this direction. You just can't can't in any way shape or form the fans won't allow it you to bring back dave gettleman if they have another losing season and he's 20 plus games under 500 as a general manager after four years with the team in complete disarray even the giants can't do that right now so you know how to reach me email facebook twitter instagram tiktok wherever i'm your host jordan Ronan. you're listening to breaking big blue see you next time